We, um, we call this day Good Friday. And uh, I, I, for one, can't help but think of the, um, the ironic nature of the title of this day, Good Friday, a day in which we remember our Lord's crucifixion. And it's interesting, we, we balk, typically, us Protestants, we balk at the image of a crucifix. And we, re- we declare Jesus is no longer on the cross, that He has been laid in a tomb, and the tomb, in fact, is now empty, that He's been risen from the dead. But Paul declared to the church that we preach Christ crucified. And he said, it is Christ crucified, the message of the church, the proclamation of the gospel. It is that one who is crucified who is a stumbling block. Counted as foolishness, ludicrousness. And he is indeed our crucified Lord. It is far too easy to look ahead to Sunday and to know how the story turns out. But I want to warn each of us to hold off from doing that. Don't think yet about the empty tomb. Don't think yet about our risen Lord. Don't think yet about His glorious resurrection and what that means for us. Think first of His cross. We sing of the old rugged cross, and most of our crosses are quite gorgeous. Whether they're plated in gold or solid gold, or whether they're nicely crafted out of some fine wood. We often have images stamped upon the cross. We cover it in garments. Today we cover in a garment of black to remember our Lord's death. But we must never forget that our Lord's cross was indeed old, rugged, and blood-stained. It was not a thing of beauty. It was a thing of scorn and shame. And the emblem of the church, the the symbol of our Christian faith, is, is something that we look to as something that is glorious. And indeed, Christ said that it is in that hour that He is glorified by the Father. But it's a thing of shame and punishment and rejection. But we are called and invited to stand before our crucified Lord, to stand at the foot of the cross and to gaze up at it. We're called to stand at the foot of the cross and to gaze up at it. And in so doing, we're called to behold the weight of our sin. The Son of Man bears our suffering. He bears our rejection. He bears our mockery. Our chastisement, our denial, our betrayal, our hatred, and our agony. It is He who bears the weight of our sin. The shadow of the cross is not cast by an eternal Father turning His face in rejection of His only begotten Son, but is in fact cast by the race of man who turn our faces in shameful reproach. It is we who considered Him to be that shameful. It is we who heaped upon Him our sin, our anger, our rejection, our betrayal. It is He who bears the weight of our sin. And as we're called to stand at the foot of the cross, 
and to look up upon the one who is crucified, we are called to behold the weight of our sin. But in that very moment, we're called also to behold the love of our God. I was flipping um, just yesterday through the Book of Common Prayer, and I ran across a, uh, a statement. Um, don't scoff at the Book of Common Prayer. John Wesley used it. Um, but I, I ran across a, a, a statement that I thought was beautiful in its, in its image of God's love on our behalf in regard to Good Friday. The prayer book says, How wonderful and beyond our knowing, O God, is your mercy and loving kindness to us, that to redeem a slave you gave a son. Let us not forget as we stand at the foot of the cross and as we gaze upon our crucified Lord that this is indeed the Son of all eternity. This is the only begotten of the Father who came and was made incarnate and suffered and bled and died in our behalf. And as we look to Him, we look not just to the judgment of our sin, we look to the One who for our sakes came and bled and died. We look upon the love of God, the love of the Father for His Son, and the love of the Father for His many sons that He's created in His image. We're called to the foot of the cross to behold the weight of our sin, to behold the love of our God, and finally to, to behold the redemption of our race. The race of humanity is that which was redeemed in Christ in His sacrificial death. The prophet Isaiah reminds us that He is despised, that is Christ our Lord, the incarnate Son. He is despised and rejected by men. He is a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from Him. He was despised and we did not esteem Him. Surely He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed Him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon Him. And by His stripes we are healed. And all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him, our crucified Lord, the iniquity of us all. Again, we call this day Good Friday. And we do so with a bit of a, um, a knot in our stomachs. But it is, in fact, this day, the day of our redemption, the day of the sacrifice of our Lord in our behalf, it is that day that the psalmist said, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. He was not just speaking of any day we choose. He was speaking of the day in which our salvation was purchased through His Son. He was speaking of the day of our redemption, of our ransom. He was speaking of the day of Christ's sacrifice on our behalf. And on this Good Friday, we are called to look before this one 
This is the one upon whom our eyes are called to gaze, our crucified Lord. The suffering Lamb of God, the rejected Savior of mankind, the crucified Lord of both heaven and earth. And as those He came to redeem, we stand at the foot of the cross. Let's pray. Father, as we bow our heads and as we bow our hearts before you, we thank you for our redemption. We thank you for your great love. And Father, we look with shame upon our sin. We pray that you would enable us to embrace the cross of Jesus. To embrace His love for us and your love in Him and through Him and for Him toward us. We pray that you would help us to be bearers of the cross that you placed before us. We pray that we would bear the weight of the world's sin in our hearts to such an extent that we ourselves are able to step into your son's redemptive work. We pray that you would help us to be crucified men and women who live not for ourselves but live for the sake of others who indeed live for your sake. We thank you for the cross. We thank you for our redemption through it. And we pray that as we wait at the foot of the cross that you would help us to cast our eyes upon our crucified Lord. To wait before him. To wait in the hope of resurrection. But to wait in the reality of of the price that was paid for us. We pray that you would help us to wait. And we pray all these things in the name of your Son, Jesus, our crucified Lord. Amen.